Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest Eye Clarity episode. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Sam, and I'd like to welcome you to another Eye Clarity podcast. So today I'm going to play an excerpt from a session I gave recently. Somebody who was diagnosed with shingles in the eye, and it left her with scar tissue that she's been dealing with for the past six years. So when we jump into the session, I talk about hydrosols. These are part of the essential oils that are the mist that you can actually spray on the eyelids and in the eye. And it's a very effective way to improve eye health. Then we go into my eye protocol using three essential oils that you place around the eyes. So I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for tuning in. So the first one, my number one, is called helichrysum. In the aromatherapy world, um, this particular essential oil is probably the number one uh, healer for skin issues. And the, the problem with using essential oils around the eyes is... If you get any of it in in the eye, the oil, which is the concentrated version, it's going to burn. It's going to sting, right? But when the the process of making an essential oil is that the farmer collects the plant. In this case, it's a flower. And then there are different ways that they extract the essential oil out of the flower, but there's heat usually involved. And so when that happens, there's a vapor that carries the essential oil with the water molecule to through the the distiller, which is the, the mechanism that you know extracts the oil out of the plant. And part of the The result is you get the concentrated oil and then part of it is you get this vapor which has the oil in it but it's mostly just water vapor and that goes into a separate area and it's called a hydrosol and so you get the energetic blueprint of the essential oil but because it's in a water vapor, you can mist it to the eye and it doesn't create burning. In fact, it's very um, soothing and rejuvenating. But when you're using helichrysum, and this is mostly a Mediterranean oil, first of all, 
It's antibiotic, antifungal, antimicrobial. Uh, it's great for skin inflammation, wound healing. Um, and so it's like perfect for any collagen congestion or wounds or um, you know, scar tissue. So there are two companies that I recommend that are not multi-level marketing. Because I want you to use a high vibrational medicinal quality. And not that the, you know, the bigger companies aren't have some efficacy. They do. And there are times when I'll actually use their oils. But in this particular case, you want to get the highest vibration that you can. And so you need to go with a boutique company. But this doesn't mean necessarily they're more expensive. In fact, if you get a bottle, 120 ml um, of a hydrosol, it'll be like $26. And you get a nice size bottle. So the two companies I recommend, one is called stillpointaromatics.com, and they're in Sedona. Uh, the owner actually gave a presentation uh, at my uh, health uh, summit in January. And you're looking to get the Helichrysum Organic Hydrosol, and you want to get it um, four ounce, 120 ml, and you want to get it with what they call an atomizer, A-T-O-M-I-Z-E-R. That just means it's a spray. LG Botanicals, Lotus Garden Botanicals. And they're also a boutique company that I love. And so you can go to either one of them. Now, um, I want to recommend one more is um, while you're there, I would consider getting a rose hydrosol. Okay. And the reason why I like rose is because rose has one of the highest vibrations in the essential oil community. I can tell you that in using rose, that is also another one that can help heal scar tissue. I'll, I'll give you a little backstory here. When I was really primarily using a lot of aromatherapy and really teaching a lot, this was before COVID, I had a few people who suffered fibroids and they didn't want to uh, go the surgical route. And so what I did with them is I had them use a tampon and I had them use essential oils that they would insert for about six hours. And rose was one of those oils that I used that sh would shrink the fibroid. Wow. It was amazing. You know, there are about six of them, helichrysum, um, I used a um, rose. I used um, there was a tree essence that I that I like to use uh, a type of spruce. Anyways, they would use these six oils and they would insert it internally, 
and they would do that treatment twice a day. And within a few months, you could actually see in the scans the the fibroids would uh, would be shrinking, and they didn't need the surgery. So the point of the story is rose is one of those magical essential oils. And again, as you get the the molecules in the water vapor, it's um, it's going to do nothing more but give you a higher vibration, more clarity, more soothing. And when you couple that with the MSM and the helichrysum and you do it for a few months, this is the way out of this. Well, let, let's spend a few more minutes on this. Um, so when you, when you get into um, smaller companies like the ones that I'm talking about, the owners uh, are sensitive to the biodynamic farming principles that goes into cultivating this type of uh, therapy. And essential oils, um, when they are cultivated by small farmers, and a lot of times these two companies have cultivated relationships where the, um, you know, the, the relationship may be over one or two or three generations of the same family. And, I understand. And there's certain parameters of, you know, using the moon cycle and yeah. when to plant, when to harvest. And a lot of yeah. times, you know, when you hand harvest and you're not using machines and then you're hand pouring the oils into the bottles, you're reducing or eliminating the, the industrial revolution influence that's in more of the ML, MLM companies. So the essential oils are energetically very alive. They're also yeah. very adaptogenic, meaning that, you know, we could have 10, in my classes, we'd have 10 people in the class and each person would receive a different health benefit from the same oil because okay. the oil is quite versatile. It, it has its own intelligence to know what is going to bring more harmony and balance. So, right. you know, one of the stories I tell is that if a tree has an infection growing on it and certain, you know, uh, bacteria, it may produce some essential oil that doesn't kill the bug. It just keeps it in balance or in harmony so it doesn't overtake. So they can both live there symbiotically. And when you're working with essential oils, you're working with very complex um, ingredients. And what I've observed over the years is because of climate change, there's been an evolution in the essential oils to be able to match the, like for example, with COVID, you know, um, On Guard has been incredible for COVID. Um, it's, it's the one go-to we use a lot, especially for sinus and respiratory. And so the point of the story is a lot of these oils are antiviral. They are antibacterial. They are antifungal, just to begin with. And they're so complex when we compare it to, say, an antibiotic, 
which has a limited synthetic value. So when you go into a hospital, those those antibiotics only work for a small strain, and it's right. become a real health problem when you're using antibiotics. Whereas if you use the spike lavender, which is highly antibacterial, it's so complex that it doesn't matter if the bacteria is morphing into you know other forms because the lavender can handle that. Okay, so you've got the kind of the medical form, the medical treatment where the more classic aromatherapists go, well, if you got, you know, a respiratory infection, you could use something like eucalyptus or tea tree or thyme. But then there's the energetic value. And right. one of the keys is that if there is a, um, a disease going on, what the essential oil does is on a vibrational level, if it's at a high vibration, the disease can't live there. Right. And also essential oils are highly oxygenating and hydrating. And so when there's a lot of oxygenation and hydration, it pushes toxins out of the body through the skin. So there's the vibrational part. There's the spiritual part. There's the intuitive part. What we used to do when we do our classes is we I'd have 200 essential oils on my, you know, on my stand, my shelf, and we would have people go up. We partner up, and they would go up and they would intuitively pick the oils based on the person they were working on. And though the, so, using intuition is another part of it. It isn't just the left brain. Okay, last point, because I don't want to bore you with this, is that... No, I love this. this is, the, the, I love hearing it because uh, it's everything I believe yeah, in. Yeah, everything you believe in. So that the classical aromatherapist would say you never, ever put essential oils directly on the skin. Well, the school that I went to, what we would say is do a test patch on your skin and see what the oil does for you or to you. Mm -hmm. And there are ways that you can use the yin oils like lavender or laurel leaf and the yang oils, the yang, which would be things like oregano or thyme. They're the hot oils mm -hmm. that you could actually layer the essential oils one on top of the other, cold, hot, cold in a sandwich. And that would be a way that you could put oils like oregano on the skin without any irritation whatsoever. So doing a test patch is very important to see what your body's responsiveness is. And sometimes if you do get a burning or you get a rash or something, if it's a pure essential oil, it could be that the essential oil is trying to extract uh, toxins from the body. Mm -hmm. It's not that the oil is causing it. The oil is trying to bring more balance. Okay, which brings me to the eye protocol that I've developed. Now, this uses essential oils, and there's three of them. The three oils that you use are fennel, carrot seed, and frankincense. Now, 
where you apply the oils is as follows. If you know where your eye is, you start with the fennel and you smell it first. So olfactory, you get that relationship. Yeah. If you get a yes, you take a drop of the fennel and you place it at the hairlines above both eyes, at the temples of both eyes and the cheeks of both eyes. And you wait about 15 seconds and you just feel the warmth. It's going to start opening up your vision when you put that fennel on. Wow. Then the second oil is carrot seed. Now that's a little warmer than fennel. And you place that in the exact same place as you did the fennel. The hairline, temple, and cheeks. Right on top. Now you're getting a synergy. Oh my God. And you're going to notice energetically that things are expanding peripherally. There's more eye relaxation. Lots of good stuff. You wait about 20 seconds. And then finally you put the frankincense on. Now with the frankincense... You're putting that on top of the fennel and the carrot seed. That is going to seal the deal. Again, layering it on top one of the other, they work synergistically in penetrating into the skin and into the bloodstream. So frankincense, same thing. Hairline, temple, both eyes. And you'll notice immediately your eyesight is clearer and your peripheral vision is better. So this may be another protocol for you, and both companies sell the fennel, the carrot seed, and the frankincense. Some of the bigger companies don't sell these. They sell frankincense, but not necessarily fennel and carrot seed, because these are specialty. So they, they have vitamin A in it, they're good for the digestion, they're good for the glands and organs. I would do this once or twice a day, 30-day 30 30 challenge. 30-day challenge on that. And your eyesight will clear up. Again, either one of those companies, I've used the protocol with using both. And go for it. Go for it. Okay. All right, so that's fennel, frankincense, and what was the middle, the middle one was carrot. It's called carrot seed. Oh, carrot seed. Yeah. Now, interesting, whichever part of the plant the oil is extracted from, you are going to get that particular energy. So what are, what are seeds? New beginnings. The fennel is like a seed as well. New beginning, new beginning. Frankincense is a resin. It's hardy. When they um, extract it, another thing to look at is where, what part of the world, because you're absorbing the cultural energy. You know, it could be from France. It could be from Australia. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're getting those energies. And, of course, then frankincense, 
sense is an ancient oil that opens up the third eye. And by the way, frankincense is highly anti-cancer. Fat and myrrh. Those are very anti-cancer. Um, they boost the immune system. They get rid of any residue from that darn shingles that you had. Not on the eye, but around the eye. So to summarize, it's really important that when you start working with essential oils, that you do a test patch on the inside part of your wrist and watch the reaction or response to the essential oils. If you get any burning or stinging or rashes, I would only put the essential oils on the soles of your feet. You can also use a carrier oil if need be, because they are very, very strong. But if you use a boutique company and the oils are organic, then you can apply them directly to your skin, keep them away from the sensitive areas of your body, your mouth, your eyes, your genital areas. And if you do get some burning, you can use some coconut oil or olive oil that you can put right on top and that will take the burning away within 15 to 30 seconds. So that's our show for today. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.